video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. My name is Anthony Shelton. Thanks for listening. You can join the chat at Spreaker.com. Just quickly register and you can join in the conversation. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related that you've seen in the news or whatever. Give me something to react to. You can also hit me up on Skype, Progress Bar Radio. Send me a message, a brief message. Don't be sending me anything super long. Just send me a brief message about what you want to say. And if I like it, I'll put you on the air. You can also hit me up on speakpipe.com slash progress bar and send me a voicemail. And I will put you on air if I like what you have to say. All right. Got a uh, special guest today. He is a gaming expert. He has played way more games than I have, simply because he's just got more time and he's got an expendable income. <laughs> Chris Perez, what's up, dude? How you doing? Hello. What's up, fellow Revels? Yeah, this guy, I'm hoping, becomes a regular guest, perhaps even a co-host in the future. So get used to his voice Get used to him. He's a cool dude. All right, so I've been—I uh, haven't been able to play Star Wars Battlefront. Obviously, you have, but um, I've been checking out some gameplay just to see like what's so great about it. And specifically, I've been looking for modes that separate itself from the other first-person shooters out there. So obviously, you got your regular like team deathmatch type of stuff, whatever. But then there's things like Fighter Squadron, Hero Hunt, Droid Run heroes versus villains stuff like that i'm like okay that seems a little bit more interesting so i was checking out fighter squadron mode and the flying ships and all that just it's what is it 10v10 right Right. and then 10v10 with ai also so there's 40 objects on the map and yeah it looks it looks like a lot of fun the flying part because it doesn't look as complicated as Battlefield Four or Battlefield in general. What would you say about that? Well, I can definitely say that compared to the controls in Battlefield Four and the previous Battlefield games, that the uh, controls are a lot more dumbed down. So with your left thumbstick, you just accelerate or decelerate depending on if you need to make a turn or not and then the right thumbstick is used for actually moving up down left right so it takes about a couple games to get used to at least it took me a couple games but once you get the hang of it it actually feels pretty natural um i mean we could even talk about the sounds of the x-wing the a-wing they all have very distinct sounds yeah and no, i noticed that uh when i was listening i was like oh like they really got the sound i mean when you got lucas sound and all that yeah. back behind it you know industrial light and magic and everything just looks so pretty yeah it's i mean just nice. aside from the looks just the sound of the game in general like it literally feels like you're watching the movie with like 7.1 surround sound so that's something that they got spot on. Like, I don't think, I think that's what they spend a lot of time on, to be honest with you, is just getting the sound right. So it makes you feel immersed into the world, even doing a fighter squadron mode. Like you actually, when you hear the X-Wings or you hear the TIE Fighters go by you, it makes that same exact sound as it does in the movies. 
What's up, El Zorro? What's up, Jaeger? Welcome to the chat. No, he's not trying to take your quote-unquote job. Uh, <laughs> but um, So I'm looking at Fighter Squadron, and it almost kind of looks a little repetitive, though, after a while. Because the whole concept is basically you're Rebel or you're Imperial, obviously, and your goal is to basically destroy the enemy ships you're you got to get up to 200 and ships it, it i would say important rebel or imperial ships come out every once in a while that you destroy for more points but it's just that over and over again so you're flying around you're either shooting tie fighters x-wings a-wings you know whatever side that you're on and then these ships come out you could destroy those from more points you could destroy hero ships millennium falcon or the slave one ship and all of that and i'm watching it and i'm like okay like this is this is all right but i feel like it would get a little boring after a while did it get boring for you um actually not really and the only problem that i have is that there are only four maps for that so it does as far as repetitiveness it does feel a little more repetitive on the maps. I mean, obviously, when the season pass comes out and the Battle of Jakku, you know, DLC comes back, hopefully they add more of those maps onto it. But um, I would say, overall, it's a great way to get you used to the f- flight in the game so that when you play Walker Assault, you can actually legitimately hold your own in the skies and be able to attack, attack the ground um, troops as well. Okay. Yeah. What about the hero ships? Cause are those too strong? Um, they, they're on the battlefield for quite a while. As long as you got a really good pilot, I mean, you could probably stay in it the entire match. Um, but that's what disturbs time, me. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. It's a big target. So like everybody's gunning for you. And oh, okay. I mean, I've, I've noticed that those, tend to not last too long because you'll either get someone that you know flies too low or whatnot um and they crash and once you crash you know obviously you're dead um but overall i I haven't seen them to be too overpowered no because i'm looking at the clips and like you said like everybody's they get a millennium falcon or they get a slave one and they're in it the entire match and i'm like dude that seems like a li- and then no not everybody's going for him and right. so it's like okay if not everybody's going to go for him then you got these very overpowered ships tearing everybody up and i'm sure you know it's new so a whole bunch of newbie players they don't really know how to maneuver and things like that so they got advantage that way but yeah. at the same time i'm like uh <laughs> are y'all going to get destroyed at any point are y'all going to eventually gang up on these guys cuz i mean that's where the whole teamwork aspect comes into play. Cause I mean, it does take a little bit of time to take one of those things down, but once you actually get a team to work together, like you'll just pretty much roll through anybody that whether they got a slave one or millennium Falcon, like, you know, you could just destroy an entire team. If you got like a nice little group with you. Have you, uh, have you seen the slave one millennium Falcon exploit where basically, if the Millennium Falcon activates its shields, which eliminates all damage, it could just run into the Slave One and destroy it without taking any damage. Have you seen that? Um, I I haven't seen it in person, at least when I've been playing. But you um, know about it. 
I've heard of it, yeah, but nobody seems to really have been using it that much. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's positive. Yeah, and I've been Because I was like, that's uh, pretty easy. Because I'm thinking about the problem with these kind of games and developers. They start getting into their own hole, like, when they develop these games. Right. And it's like, that was kind of an easy one to get. Because you know people are just going to ram into stuff. Like, you guys develop Battlefield. That's yeah. what people do. Why didn't you figure this out? Well, it's easier said than done, to be honest, because you do have evasive maneuvers. So if you do see them coming, you can maneuver your way out of it by just cl- simply pressing left, right, or up D-pad. So it's it's not necessarily that easy. Zero in the chat asks, are ships and heroes and such still tokens like they were in the beta? And yes, they are. In fact, in a... what is in fighter squadron mode, you just fly through the token, right? And then you become the Millennium Falcon Correct. or... Yeah, and they put those pretty low to the ground, so like, you can crash, <laughs> like trying to get it. And I've seen multiple people all fighting for the same one, and you know they end up crashing into each other. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Like if you're not really ex- like somewhat experienced, you can die trying. That's pretty funny. All right, yeah, we got some more Battlefront conversation. It is out today. We'll be talking about some more of the more interesting modes, not any of the uh, other stuff. This song is called Helio. It is by Jesper Keed. You can find it on the Borderlands the Pre-Sequel soundtrack, which is available on something.com. S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G, something.com. Got more Battlefront, more Chris Perez coming at you. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Helios by Yes for Keed. You can find that on the Borderlands, the pre-sequel soundtrack, which is available on something.com. That's S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G, something.com. This is Progress Bar. My name is Anthony Shelton, and I'm joined by my good buddy and gaming expert, Chris Perez. We're talking about Star Wars Battlefront, because it's out today. So, I mean, why not talk about Star Wars Battlefront? Um, Got to focus on these different modes that they have. Because we only got to so- see so much in the beta. We only got Walker Assault and um, Drop Zone. So uh, now they got all these other modes. And we were talking about Fighter Squadron, which seems like a fun mode. But then there's another mode, which if I had the game, I'm pretty sure I would have a really good time with this one. It's called Hero Hunt. And I thought it was going to be a VIP type of mode like you find in Halo, where basically one person is the VIP and you have, you know, uh, eight play or four players on each side or something and the goal is to destroy each other's VIP, but it ends up actually being like a one on what four or five mode, something like that. What is it? Uh one on seven. Yeah. So one on seven. <laughs> so um I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. I I like that idea better than just like a, you know, four on four and one two people are heroes on each side. Um but it looked like it was pretty freaking fun. What'd you think about it? Um, well, I actually was pretty fun. It gets quite addicting. It's also a great way for you to uh, get to know all the different heroes and their powers. Because everyone does play vastly different. Aside from, I'd say, Han and Leia, like, they're pretty similar. They got, you know, pretty powerful blasters and whatnot. Um but it was I actually did have quite a blast playing it and I can see like playing with eight other you know, seven other buddies, like we just all, you know, try to destroy each other. It's pretty fun. Okay, so one thing I wanted to know is, are the heroes specific to the maps? Because I saw a person playing on Tatooine and they were Han Solo and Leia. But then I saw on another match on Endor and they ended up being the emperor who is actually pretty freaking fun to watch, uh, yeah. Darth Vader and Boba Fett. So are the heroes specific to maps? So far, that's what it feels like. Cause I haven't really run into being able to play as the other side. Um, and it's, yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty really not much to say. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting about, battlefront so far it's kind of like ah like it's a lot of fun but it's not really there's not a lot of replay value to it which i don't know that's how i felt in the beta but now that there's more modes it's kind of hard to say for that um i'm watching it too i'm watching this mode and i'm like okay once if you're the person who kills the hero it fades to black stops the gameplay and then you become the hero I'm watching it, and inside, I'm like, dang, that's annoying. Like, can't I just become the hero? Does it get annoying at all? No, because there are times where you will never get to be the hero. And you will sit there, and you will shoot and shoot, and it's like, obviously, last bullet or last blaster shot kills. So you could be putting an entire mountain to one dude, and then one guy comes and shoots him. That's a little frustrating. Um, But also notice, too, sometimes I was able to pick which out of the three I wanted. And then there were other times where it was like you, you automatically spawn as whatever. 
as whatever hero or villain. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I know if I was playing, I think a tactic I would use if I didn't want to be a certain hero because I suck at them, I just wouldn't help out. Do people do that? Um, no, not really. I mean, it seems like you just, you just tried. I mean, it's your natural innate ability to want to shoot something in this game. So you don't want to just like stay back and like not shoot just because you don't want to be a hero. And it's actually kind of fun to experiment too. Cause maybe there's something that as you start playing it a little more, you're like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm kind of liking this a little better. Same thing with like the fighter squadron. Like it took a little bit and then you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. And then it becomes fun once you learn how to become each hero because they are vast, they are different. Yeah, I feel like for uh, well, might as well go into the next mode: heroes versus villains. Um, mm-hmm. That one seems really chaotic, and it swaps you between different heroes. So you got imperial heroes versus uh, rebels, and basically. <clears throat> Basically, uh, three other people are stormtroopers or, you know, whatever rebel force to help defend the rebels. Who are they called? What's that? Do you know what the uh, rebels are called? The, 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 the three extra players who help the rebels. Um, I, don't, I don't really remember the names. You're supposed to know yeah. this stuff. You play ah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. So basically, but either way, there's like three extra players. So, but the goal is to destroy either the heroes or the villains, obviously. Um. But you don't get a point until all the heroes are are done. So it's not like a team deathmatch type of thing. But you swap between the heroes and the villains, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. But I feel like I should be able to just choose a hero or a villain that I want instead of swapping between them because it's it, it, it feels like it messes up the flow yeah i think you said it correctly it is a bit chaotic that's probably the best choice of words which i mean is also fun in its own right too i mean i like things to be constantly fresh and moving and you know if you kind of play as the same you know hero or villain all the time i think you'd get kind of bored of it so it's kind of keeping things moving at a fast pace so not necessarily such a bad thing so it's how is the mode is it okay do you rather play something else um i found myself playing walker assault really hunt yeah and blast all right let's just talk about walker assault then uh all right because i was getting bored with that one I think we were talking about it when we were playing it because it was just the same thing over and over again. It was the same scripted motions, all of that, and it was super hard for Rebels to win, which that didn't bother me. I actually kind of enjoyed that part of the challenge, but how is the balance now? Like, is it too Um, easy for Rebels or what? So they did quite a few tweaks on it, and now you can actually take down a walker. Like... It's not that hard. I've gotten I've gotten it down to where one of them was destroyed before it hit its second marker. So oh jeez, as as long as you have good pilots that understand how to fly, and then you have people on the ground who are able to capture the points, it makes a huge difference if you're you know uh, a rebel doing that. So last night when I was playing with a group of friends, 
us working together, we actually were able to win every match. Now, when I played by myself, when I was doing the EA Access and I got the five-day early start, none of my friends had it, so I played a lot by myself, and it was a little more frustrating trying to play that way. Sure. Did you so, win any matches? Uh, during the um, like five-day period? Yeah, while you were playing by yourself, basically. Yeah, I you know here and there, won a few matches, lost a few matches, but it definitely does help. Pretty much with like any game, if you have a good, decent squad, like you can pretty much roll through the competition. Um, as long as everybody works together and understands that it's not just go for one point. It's like capture and defend, and then you know move on to the next one. Whether you're an imperial or uh, or a rebel, you know. Yeah, because yeah, every time I played by myself in the beta, it was like not happening. I was yeah. not destroying a walker. Could put bullets into it ion cannon make it weaker didn't matter we weren't winning well the walkers they put the uh, weak point they actually have weak spots on the vehicles now right so the walkers got the weak spot underneath it so you know the ground troops can shoot up into it and which obviously makes sense um and you're able to take down quite a bit of uh of its power that way it'd be sweet if they had the ability where you could use the um the little suction grapple Yep. And just kind of... Um, yep, Empire Strikes Back when he yep. sucks right up. and See, that would be cool if it was only the hero can do that. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, somebody would be able to do that. That would be pretty sweet, just to add some yeah. extra damage. Not, like, debilitating damage, but... Right, right, right. Just a little, just a little here and there. Yeah. Because you still... I mean, you're an easy target at that point. Mm-hmm. That oh, would yeah. just be a fun little twist. Um. All right, time for... Actually, time for another song. All right, this song is Sirens Before the Storm by Sonic Picnic. Find that on the Awesome Knots original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. You are listening to Progress Bar.
That is Sirens Before the Storm by Sonic Picnic. That is on the Awesome Knots original soundtrack. You can find that on Bandcamp. You are listening to Progress Bar. My name is Anthony Shelton. You are joined by Chris Perez as well. So Azoro brings up something in the chat. He says, I don't know about softening up the walkers, though. Rebels should be at a disadvantage. The rebels taking on a freaking empire. Teamwork should be the only way to succeed. And I'm right there with him with that because I'm like, at least according to the movie, like the rebels struggled to hold off those walkers. Like, and of course, the walkers destroy the base, all that stuff. And I feel like you got different games that really put the emphasis on teamwork. You got Destiny that won't even allow you to matchmake. They allow you now, but originally they didn't want you to matchmake because they wanted you to work with as a team. You got other games that uh, Rainbow Six Siege, huge teamwork game, right? Yep. Yeah. So you got these games that really focus on teamwork, and granted. I guess if you're on the Imperials, it doesn't take as much teamwork as it does the Rebels. But I feel like, canonically, it just makes sense to have the Rebels work a lot harder than the Imperials. Because that's just the way it was. I'm not saying it should be impossible like it was in the beta. But I don't know how I feel about it being like, oh, like six or five of us got together in a squad. And we basically won the match like there's 20 people on the field like it should take all 20 to win the match you know what i'm saying see i mean that's a very valid point the problem with that like in theory the problem with that is whenever you're on the rebel side and you're playing and you already know like oh my god like this team is not doing anything everybody's just gonna back out and then people will just get more frustrated when you're on the imperial side and rebel side more so so i think that's it's a great idea but I mean, you, it's all about balance. I mean, you don't want one weapon more overpowered than another weapon because then it just it throws the force off. <laughs> but I feel like weapon balance is a little different because that's player versus player interaction. Right now, we're dealing, at least with Walker Assault, we're talking about player versus a piece of equipment that's super hard to take down. You know, if if the Imperials had stronger weapons and they had the Walkers... And the rebels already were at a disadvantage. All right, that's pretty imbalanced. But the walkers yeah. are simply hard to take down. So, but I do, but, I will say this: I do feel like as people start to learn how to use the tow cables and the snow speeders, mm-hmm. uh, rebels will would start having more success because they understand how to actually drive the ship, which it's still not easy. Like compared yeah. to Battlefield. It's easier, but it's it's still hard. So that's why I feel like it could still be more difficult for the Rebels because they yeah. they do have some things that, I mean, they could just take down the Imperials uh, pretty quickly. Although I think, what was it? I don't think you got the tow cables until they reached the third segment, huh? Right. Um, yeah, I, I guess know, that kind of yeah. sucks then. Yeah, that's that's correct. Because at least okay, I I guess if I were doing it, I would do it until the second segment at least. Yeah. Okay. Like that makes sense. But the third one, it kind of is that last desperation. Like we have to try to take them down. Now that they allow you to use the tow cables, like 
And last night, a uh, guy in a, you know, in a speeder, he was, or I forgot the name of it, but no he was trying to, yeah, he was trying to take it down. And I, got, and I saw that. And so I got into a turret and started shooting at it. So it messed it up and it had to fly away, um, which was like, woo, saved our ass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That happened to uh, me and El Zoro in the beta. I think one person had, me and El Zoro were playing and one person had the snow speeder and they just started going around. I don't think we won the match, but it was just like that feeling of hope. Like, yes, we got one Walker left. Can we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty cool. So another yeah. thing I wanted to bring up, uh, before we go, uh, EA detailed the battlefront DLC season pass. And I'm just going to read off the GameSpot article, uh, Basically, you get over 20 new items, including weapons, vehicles, and star cards for both Rebels and Imperials. You get four additional heroes and villains. They weren't named, though. You get 16 multiplayer maps featuring, quote-unquote, new locations. And you get four new game modes. All of that for 50 bucks. And everyone who buys the Battlefront DLC Pass gets access to all of this content two weeks before everyone else. Just, like... Battlefield. Um, so, for 50 bucks, 16 maps, 4 heroes, I feel like they're basically selling another game. And I don't know how I feel about that in terms of... Because you know these guys plan the DLC that they're going to do. And I'm not going to say that in this particular case that they're withholding stuff. But... It feels a little disingenuous when you know you're going to release all of this stuff and charge 50 bucks for it. I don't know. It just doesn't make me feel all that good. How does it make you feel? Well, my opinion, it's no different than any of the other games that have been doing the same thing for the last couple of years. You know, um, COD, Battlefield. It's pretty much the new norm. So it's whether you want to see it as it withheld, withholding content or kind of making your experience a little longer. So rather than, I don't think they're going to make a battlefront next year. Um, so think of it as kind of getting more fresh content for next year too. Um, I guess that we're at the end of the year. They did say they're going to make more battlefronts. So they got a 10 year contract with Disney, 10 year contract with star Wars, all that stuff. So, I mean, they're going to come out with more battlefront. So if they come out with it every two years, I guess this could be the justification of this is my more content in between years, kind of like what Destiny's doing with uh, their packs and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, it, <laughs> I don't know. Like 50 bucks is a lot of money. And as a person who doesn't have a lot of money, <laughs> paying 50 bucks to play 16 maps and to have the player base split again. Like, that's what I like. One thing I do like about what Halo's doing, they're releasing the maps for free, so they're not splitting the player base. But, you know, like for Halo, I've always bought the maps, so it's never been something that's bothered me. But when it comes to something like this, where it's like, ah, you know, I could play the game. Me and you could play the game, but I don't know if I'm going to spend that 50 bucks to get the other stuff. Right. And, I mean, that comes with... How big of a fan are you? And also, how much money do you have? So, it's like, 
I'm I love Star Wars, so therefore I'm probably gonna get the season pass. The last season pass I bought, I think, was um, Black Ops Two, and I played it, and then I got kind of tired of it, and it's just sitting there. Um, but I guess that's just kind of what what do you value more? A whole new game for fifty dollars or sixty dollars, um, or do you want more content for what you got with oh, yeah. the game that you already have? I was the same way with Titanfall. I bought the season pass. Yes, you know? we both did. <laughs> we bought yeah. it together right there. Oh, yeah, that's and true. Then, yeah, and then we're like, oh, man, that sucks. So, Well, you know, I, was, I didn't mind that, that season pass. I, was, I liked the Titanfall season pass. I would say the first three maps that they released weren't that great, but the last six, those were pretty good. And yeah, in I mean, general, I like Titanfall anyways. So yeah, I didn't no, feel like I, I got burned on that one, but – Titanfall didn't end up as good as I thought it was going to be. So right. in one sense, I did get burned, you know. I mean, I've gone back and played it recently, and it's a lot more fun than it was when it first came out. It is, because so, they got new modes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They tweaked the game, which, I mean, I'm very thankful for. And uh, going back, I even gave my physical copy to one of my buddies because I got it for free via uh, EA Access. And yeah, like still lots of fun. I mean, a lot of these games are fun once you go back to it once in a while. And I feel the same is going to be for Battlefront. Like once all the DLC comes out and then, you know, eventually it'll go down in price, hopefully. And, you know, when you get all that content, you can still have fun with the game. Like if it's a good game, it's a good game, whether it's Halo uh, 5 or, you know, if you like Call of Duty or whatnot, it's all it's all your preference. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jaeger says, or Jaeger asks in the chat, pretty funny, how many Tauntauns do you get to ride? Oh, see, that should be a, a new quote-unquote vehicle for uh, for the new DLC, but there are no Tauntauns, unfortunately. That's the thing about, uh, Jaeger talked about this in the chat, too. Uh, how does it compare to like the older Battlefronts? And I've played Battlefront 2. And I feel like the biggest thing missing is the vehicles. Like that was one of the things that made Battlefront really interesting because you're you're taking control of these very unique styled vehicles in the Star Wars universe. And in this game, there's none of that <laughs> for whatever See, reason. And, that, and that's really what I'm hoping for is that okay, they've established this new game, right? This new Battlefront that's you know based off of the existing. Uh, previous Battlefront games and I'm kind of hoping they add some of the other elements that were in the previous games into this new one um, and I agree like the other ones felt more like a like a big war zone almost like Battlefield um, where it's just like here's all these vehicles go have fun whereas yeah, it's, it's not like a scripted yeah exactly rather than a scripted you know uh, event as you stated earlier but I I do agree they need to kind of Hopefully, one of the new game modes that they add will be something that's, you know, warfare or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Uh, Jaeger says the next game will come out just before the next movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would, that would be terrible. Yeah. All right. We got one more song for you. This song is called Running with the Shredder Elevator. It's by Ergosonic. It was on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shell Shocked Remix album, which you can find on OC Remix and download for free. You're listening.
That is Running with the Shredder by Ergosonic. That is on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shell Shocked Remix album, which you can find on OC Remix 100% for free. So, Chris and I were talking uh, during the song, and you brought up a great point about the chat. What did you say about it? Uh, that there's no dedicated game chats. You have to be in a party to talk to each other, which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, why would you do that? I God, don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And Elzoro and I were talking about this, too, when we were playing the beta, because I think that's the only way we chat to there. And it was just like, why are why would you force people to be in a party chat? I feel like another game just did this. Where you have to force people into a party chat. Or maybe I'm thinking of the Battlefront news when they originally announced it. But yeah. I hope they, they reverse that, because that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough because another thing, too, I didn't mention is the partner system. You only get one buddy, which is kind of upsetting, because if I have a group of six people, I want to be able to spawn with whatever, one, whomever I want, rather than just my buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so, and if and if you have multiple people in a party, like I should be able to spawn on any of those members in my party, not just Correct. one of them. Yep. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. that's boo. Shame on them. Would you pay sixty dollars for this? Would you recommend uh, other people pay sixty dollars for this? Sixty bucks for this? Uh, yes, I would. If you have friends. If you have no friends, probably not. But definitely, um, if you got friends who like Star Wars and, you know, just playing a little piece of what you see in the movies, then yeah, definitely. Alright, that makes sense. Alright, that'll do it for today. Chris, thanks for joining at the last second. Appreciate it. Yep, yeah, no problem. Thank Very you for much having proved. me. You'll be back on for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow on Spreaker.com if you're registered. That would be helpful, too. Just take a quick moment and give the show five stars on iTunes. Leave a quick blurb as why you like the show. Help me get in the new and noteworthy section. All right, that'll do it for today. Star Wars Battlefront is out. Don't know if I would pay $60 for it, but, you know, Chris would if you had friends. So... I, I will probably I will probably wait but hope you enjoyed the show thanks for listening have a great Tuesday and I will talk to you tomorrow later take care